Hello and welcome back to the Key Arsenal podcast, episode 12 today on this Monday evening. Joined once again by Madeline and Dad. How are you both doing? Oh, fantastic. Still recovering from yesterday, but we'll come to that. And we're joined once again by Carl. He's very kindly agreed to come back on again. Hi, everyone. You doing all right, Carl? Oh, I'm fine, mate. I'm fine. Absolutely fine. <laughs> Yep, as as Dad alluded to there, it, it didn't hasn't been the greatest week for us. We had that good result against Leeds um, last weekend. You start to get a bit excited, but because it's Arsenal, yeah, you're very quickly back down to earth. Uh, kind of a bit, bit humiliating yesterday. The result against Man City, not well, not the result, but the performance of it. And perhaps even worse, the the Benfica game, which was just just an awful performance. Who, who fancies kicking us off then? Bit bit of Man City. What I think the main thing that stood out to me was that just the difference in class. We've seen it a few times when we've we've played against them. That and yesterday it was just uh, they score and they almost stop playing, but. Almost felt like they could have they could have absolutely taken us to the cleaners yesterday. Agree with that, Dad? Um, unfortunately, I do. The only good thing was it was only one. Um, for the first, I don't know how many minutes, 20 minutes, I, I just kept sitting there hoping and praying that it would only be one at half time, which fortunately it was. Um, I did have a hope that we would come out in the second half with a slightly better I'm going to say attitude maybe attitude's not the right word but a bit of a game plan and have a bit of a go at trying to get the ball forward. We did get a couple of times into good shooting opportunities not many but we went back to Arsenal of several months ago of endless crosses to basically no one and or in the air to somebody, I don't know who they thought was going to head it, or or we try and pass and pass and pass again. Um, so, yeah, generally disappointing. My only other comment on it is, yet again, I watched Man City commit a number of fouls, and I'm going to call them cynical, and absolutely nothing is done. They just carry on. If you if you look like you're going to break on them when they've got a few numbers forward, someone does a little snidey, not quite enough for a booking, but everyone knows what they're doing, and you'd think somebody would have caught on to that by now and do something about it. Cancelo was a lucky boy to stay on the pitch. There yeah, you go. I, I think and Sterling as well. I think that he had a two-minute spell where a he threw the ball down after a foul which it should be a guaranteed yellow card but not given and then he committed another foul which could have easily have, again have got him a yellow card wasn't booked for that either and then I think John Stones after that then kicked the ball away but again because it's not an Arsenal player he didn't get booked but moving on from that I I think part of the problem for me yesterday was we we almost look scared to attack. I don't, Carl, I don't know if you you agree with that. Madeline's not in Carl. Do you agree with that? We look scared. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. We 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 didn't. Um, we was never committing too many people forward. Um, there were so many frustrating elements to yesterday's performance that it's, it's difficult to, to to get a full picture because there was so many different bits missing. That weren't right. I mean, apart from the fact we, we didn't pass very well, I didn't think, or short pass very well. But again, and that, this this is frustrating me because you know I, I I love Emil Smith Rowe. I think he's a fantastic player, and I think he's got a great future. But we shouldn't be missing a twenty-year-old in in that area, and we desperately missed him because everyone was going long ball. Odegaard, I think is is a really good player, and I think he'll be great for us. But Basically, they, they 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 were asking him to own that match, and he ain't going to own that match because he hasn't got a clue what to expect compared to the ones who've been here for a while. Um, frustration. Um, Bellerin and Pepe didn't work. Um, oh, 
so many bits that weren't right. Tierney, you sort of think, well, it's the first game back after six games, a tough game to start with. You've got an excuse. Holding, well, you've missed the last few games, which I don't think was right, but that's neither here nor there. But then he just, he gets beaten by Sterling in the air, and that's not good. I don't think he had a bad game after that, if I'm being honest, but that's just not good. Yeah, it's just across the pitch, every everywhere. There's there's bits that weren't great. Or Bamian up front weren't great. But he's getting what I always moaned about the forty yard ball to him in. What I always moaned about with Lacazette as well. It's unfair on them because they're not that kind of player. They aren't. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example, but I can't. The guy up at the guy up at, um, at Newcastle, who's a big big lad, um, who they got from Bournemouth. What's his name? Wilson is it? Wilson. Yeah, you know, if, if you're going to play, if you, you're going to be knocking it 40 yards to someone's chest, that's the sort of player you want. You don't need a Bambi Gang or Lagazette. But yeah, so it's, it was frustrating. And the referee, as was said, was frustrating. I mean, you had the calm down Wayne syndrome with Sterling, weren't it? Calm down, calm down. Don't want to book you. I'll book everyone else, but not you. Just bores me a bit. And uh, if I want to, while well, I'm just slagging off my referees, and I'm, I'm going to let it lie after this, is. Um, um, Trent um, Arnold, whatever his name is. How come he's? Why doesn't he get a red, red card retrospectively when it's, although they've not reported on it, the fact is that they've just said David Lewis is a red card. He's gone to VAR. The referee's not given it. The VAR's not given it. So stand them down the next week and tell them that they're useless, although you'd have to stand down pretty much every ref in this league. Um, and Give him a one-match ban. Yeah. Or alternatively, I mean, apologise to David Louise and say we got yours wrong, which is probably more appropriate. And uh, and let's get on with it. But stop picking on our players every time. You know, oh, that is the rule. This is the rule. Granite Zaka got sent off about four years ago by by old fat Bob, who was our ref on Sunday, uh, John Moss, weren't it? And he got said, oh, that's the new rule if you foul someone. And, and it, he fouled him in his own half and they gave him a red card. It's never happened since. It's a nonsense. I think as well that you get <laughs> the West Brom game the other day. I don't think anyone would have watched it because it was West Brom against Burnley. But Matej Vidre goes, he's about the halfway line. There's, the bloke sticks his arm out on the halfway line, gets sent off. When, mm. when a Villa player blatantly takes out Saka in that position... Yellow card, so yeah, it's it's, it's just a, a real. And the thing is, he wasn't away because Maitland Niles is a downside farther faster than the Burnley player. Because I saw that and I thought Maitland Niles is back there, he's got that, but he didn't. He went red card. The VAR done as usual. Well, I've support the ref, I'm not going to actually make a decision that could be alternative to the ref, I'll just support the ref. And it's rubbish, it doesn't work because it's like, like an old boys' club. It was it was Mike Dean reffing as well, so it was his, his comeback tour. So he was definitely looking to give up. And how come he hasn't been stood down? He made two mistakes in his previous two matches. He got a load of abuse on Twitter, I know, and they went, "Oh, he's going to he's going to stand down because he's upset." Well, actually, no. Take the decision away from him. He's been rubbish for thirty years now, or whatever, however long he's been in the Premiership. Standing down for good because he's rubbish and he's never going to get any better. He does all the tests. He can run hundred yards in. 15 seconds or whatever they've got to do. But it's, the problem is, mentally, he's inadequate to be a referee. He's rubbish, constantly rubbish. And I'll Santa, do you remember Santa Corzola? Ref, you're the worst ref I've seen. Yeah, I'll give you a red card for that. All oh, right, OK. That's his, that's his level. He's rubbish. Anyway, ran over. Anyway. Sorry, Sorry I, I, I had to stick in on that one. On the I was wondering when you were going to stop some air then. <laughs> Apologies, sorry, Matt. No worries, Mads. For you, you we always have that conversation when team news comes out. Team news, right for you. I mean, I Mnene was a bit of a, of a surprise for me. Pablo Mari as well, not necessarily in a bad way, but just the fact he, he hadn't been playing so long because of this apparent injury he's had. He comes straight back in to play against Man City. Yeah, just thoughts on that that team selection yesterday. Um, I'd say I was surprised with the Onelli decision, but I could understand it. I think 
I mean, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't look so good when you do concede within two minutes to a five foot seven and a half striker who scored with a damn header, which I'm still not over. Um, so, but El Nenny did make sense for extra defensive stability rather than spinning top in the middle of the midfield. Probably, I don't know, we they would have come up with some cracker. Um, Matt, to the Marion, it was the Mary and the holding for me. One or the other, I could live with, but both of them, especially with Tierney coming back, Bellerin's Bellerin. Honestly, the less I say about Bellerin, probably the better. Um, but for me, I would have started Lacazette, especially if we were going to play the way we were going to. Um, the long, as Carl said, the long ball up top isn't going to work for Lacazette or Aubameyang, but Lacazette's got more chance of making it stick. And ironically, the minute we took Aubameyang off, we stopped trying to pump a long ball and tried something else, which, again, made little sense. I understood uh, the resting Smith-Rowe, but ironically, he would have probably been better than Odegaard for, for the game, just because he drifts further out wide more whereas Odegaard is a bit I would say a bit more technical and, and stays more central um Bellerin needs to be dropped um I'll probably say that a few more times this evening but Bellerin needs to be dropped my god he can't defend and he can't attack either at least do one or the other which I couldn't understand well I couldn't I couldn't Pepe and I mentioned this about 18 times in the first 20 minutes to dad Pepe and Saka on Saka on the right, Pepe on the left, had been working really well. And we went, oh, do you know what? Do you know what? Let's not bother. Let, let's switch them. And we were so unbalanced. The minute in the second half, Guardiola obviously realised that everything was coming down our left-hand side. He went, right, well, cut off the left-hand side. And then the ball went to the Spanish clown. And it, and it, all, and it all broke down. And he for some reason, cuts inside onto his left foot that I don't think he's ever had. And then, as Pepe wants to cut inside, he's in his way. So, in conclusion, it was not fantastic, to put it lightly. So, just to summarise that, Madeline, you didn't enjoy the game. I didn't enjoy the game, no. If I could have spent, in hindsight, my Sunday (laughs) afternoon watching something else, I probably would have done. Just in case people were confused by whether you'd enjoyed it or not, clear that up. Um, I want to continue about team news, actually. Go go back to Thursday. Before we talk about the game itself, I think it was a difficult team selection, actually, for Arteta, considering what had happened at the weekend against Leeds. The fact we'd played really well albeit against the team that we knew would give us chances but I think it was a difficult team news their yeah, team selection but I just don't know whether it would obviously again it's easy to say in hindsight but you looked at it beforehand and it looked like okay Pepe's being rested for Thursday um Lacazette's being rested for Thursday and all of a sudden no changes and whether Arteta had a plan before, um, before going it in, going into the that weekend, or whether he just made it up, but that it certainly looked like he just thought, ah, I can't can't drop any of these, and we just kind of went there with with no game plan whatsoever, is what it kind of looked like. Yeah, I can't, I can't disagree. I, I. And Thursday was disappointing on a oh, on a huge scale of because funny enough the thing you didn't actually need you could have rested Smith Rowe because save his legs and you could have played Odegaard and then swapped them around on Sunday because you you knew you always knew you were going to need the legs against City now you you look. And you know he was, he wasn't great, Cedric, the other day, but they took him off. But I'm I'm with Madeline about Bellerin. He's 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 lost 
the ability to defend because he hasn't got the pace he once had. And one early on in his career, he was so quick he could normally get himself out of the stuck from bad positioning. Unfortunately, he's now a victim of his pace early on in his career, which was I can always get myself out of trouble and I don't necessarily have to position myself properly. Well, now he gets caught in the wrong position, as he always did. But now, of course, he hasn't quite got the legs to get back. And everyone knows it. I mean, you just... I mean, he can't even take a throw in. Never mind cross the ball. So, he, I, I, I'm confused at times because the obvious thing you, you'd think he'd be able to do would be stick a ball in the box with some sort of level of accuracy aimed towards someone. You'd think he'd have enough in him to get his head up put the ball, but he does seem to have a strange habit of cutting inside. And I'm looking at me and Cole, and I think me and Cole could defend him 99 times out of 100 because he's he's not going to he's not going to ping it top ends with his left foot, is he? So I think, funny enough, I would pace I would play Cedric down the right. Well, I'd agree. Uh, nine nine bookings this year. Now I know that I've just slacked off for a freeze, but he's got nine bookings this year. I think Bellerin has eight, eight yep. or nine. No? Eight. And uh, sorry, apologies. Eight eight bookings. That's that's telling you something about your pace when you when that's happening because that's not something from his past. He's not a physical player. No. That's just I've I've been caught out. Yeah, it's great. I, I hadn't thought about about it in uh, that way, Cole. But you're right. Yeah, Cedric, I actually think he's been one of the successes of this latter part of the season for covering on the left. Now, I know it's, it's not perfect, but for covering on the left, I think he's, he's, he's filling the gap in very well. His delivery is just superb as well. He has got a really, really magical right foot for a fullback. It's, it's really good. So um, I, I like him a lot. Now, whether Bellerin's got a future here, we'll see. Um, you know, he's, he's one of our own, if you like, I suppose, and and we do like uh, we do like that. But he's had he's had his nine lines, I think. Well, I've seen he's been linked with PSG yet again, but I don't know any if there's any truth in that. And just quickly again, Carl, last point on this is, so you Cedric in that game on Thursday night, you've you're playing on the wrong side. You've just put a really nice ball in, got us the equaliser, and. You, you're seeing Kieran Tierney warm up, warm up, and as as a fan, I was thinking, great, 30 minutes of Tierney, get him back, get him bit, back to match fitness, get him running down that wing, whipping in crosses, put Cedric on the other side, and get him doing exactly the same. And yet, it's Cedric, basically, right, straight after getting an assist, he's he's taken off. What as a player, that must be. I don't, I don't know if demoralising is the word, but you, you'd certainly be peeved off by that decision. Oh, you, I would have thought so. I, I would have thought you'd be very disappointed. Um, but, you know, that's not... As a left-back, he knows that's not... He's, he's not number one, and he's never got a chance of being number one. So he appreciates that, I'm sure, and he appreciates that TNN needed some minutes. They wanted to give him some game time. Uh, probably with a view of Sunday. The fact that he can move out the right, uh, yeah, I, 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 I would understand why why Arteta wouldn't do that. He wouldn't want to do. You're making two changes in effect, and I, I, I'm not sure he'd want to do that. So I, I get that to an extent. It's just I, I happen to prefer Cedric, like I think the majority of us do, perhaps all of us do, um, to Bellerin. Certainly at the moment, I do. Whether he can keep that on or not, I don't know. But uh, he, he just seems that that delivery with the ball is just really, really good. That delivery with the ball, what I'm thinking of, delivery with a pizza? I don't know. Uh, yeah, the, the delivery is, is excellent. And um, I'd like to see a, I'd like to see a bit more of him, to be honest, in his real position. Regard to Odegaard as well and, and Smith Rowe on Thursday. That pitch, uh, uh, there's been a lot of comments on it, and, it, and it, it's true. It was so slow, it just wasn't moving. Really weird. Right. It was like it's uh, 
I was going to say it's like an athletics pitch in the middle, but it was. But it's long, long, it was like the grass was really long. Yeah. And it just wasn't moving. And that didn't that doesn't suit Smith-Rowe's game. So it would have been, having seen the pitch, it might have been an idea to, to look at someone else. But I'm not sure who the option would be on that one. Um, you know, it's, it's just difficult. I mean, if we don't have Smith-Rowe, we don't play as well. So... Whichever way you went, it was probably a, it was probably not the right way to go. We're still funny, in it. Funny enough, the, the other thing I've written down, Matthew, about Sunday, and I yeah. hate to admit it, was Gary Neville's comment. It was like a Floyd Mayweather fight. Yeah, that I was. Yeah, I'd they just big, kept big you. Fan of Gary Neville. Just kept him, Just keep somebody out of reach. Little duck and dive. Ne- never laid a glove on him. And I was trying to think of. The positives other than Saka. So Tini was all right. Leno did everything he could do, and he didn't actually have that much to do. No, I mean, there's not much you can do when your two defenders have let some bloke have a free header from four yards out. There's not really much you can do as a keeper there. And and funny enough, the other one who in, in the second half was a lot better was Xhaka. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think I think on on Thursday actually was it wasn't brilliant. And whether that is interesting point Carl makes about the pitch, and I think he he could well be right there. And I think first half yesterday he, he was again bit bit shaky, not bad, but bit bit of sort of the old Jacko coming through. But yeah, second half thought he was really solid. To be fair to him. Yeah. One one thing that Madeline said about um, uh, El Neni, he's, he's steady, he's, you know, all right, and everything else. Arteta, though, we're one nil down, twenty five minutes to go, changing for Sabayos. He brought Sabayos on with about five five to go, was it yeah. something like that? Before Fat Bob put up his four minutes of injury time, where did that come from? What was there was a head injury, the two or three of the minutes. Well, he, anyway, you notice he didn't stop the play. Well, I, I, I saw Pawson with the West Ham match with the bloke streaming blood down his face, not stop the game. So, in fairness, you're right, actually, Cole, you're right. Yeah, so uh, anyway, but uh, getting away from referees, um, yeah, uh, he should have taken he should have taken off El Nini earlier. And I didn't think El Nini was particularly bad or anything. El Nini does what it says on the tin. He's just a bit of a crab, you know, he goes side to side and, and the football doesn't necessarily progress. So, Bios, um, he, he's moving it forward. He's progressing, and again we've, we've a rejuvenated Xhaka and uh, with Smith Rowe or Odegaard in front, it, it 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 appears to work better. I think yeah, just on that El Nene point, I think he he runs a lot. To be fair to him, I think especially in the United game earlier on in the season, he he runs is is blow, blown out by the end of the game. But I think when, if you, if we're being honest, if we'd have said, uh, right, you've got half an hour left against Man City, you're 1-0 down, we'd have taken that because you think, okay, we're not out of the game. You've got half an hour to just give it a go, see if you can get something from it. And you're looking at that team, you're thinking, right, the first thing you're doing is El Nene off for Sabios or move Erdegaard back slightly to... To just get another attacking body up there and give it a real go, but yeah, didn't happen far too late. Madeline, go on. What, what do you want to say? Well, first of all, I want to stop you. I'm going to accuse you of stealing my tactics because it was my idea to move Odegaard back, and it was my idea on Thursday night as well. But no, I was going to say while we're on sort of substitutions, I really like Arteta as a manager. I think he's definitely, you know, I've got full faith in him. My only criticism is he looks like a man that's worked under Arsene Wenger for too long when he's doing his substitutions. And it drives me, the the Thursday night, the audacity to bring Willian and El Nene on with literally two minutes to go when we need a goal and neither of them are going to provide you with a goal contribution was 
genuinely up there. That was the new Emery substitution. Forget Wenger. That was the new Emery substitution. That was taking Kieran Tierney off for Kalasinac Wolves at home with two minutes to go. Not that you know it scars me or anything. And then, but I just think some some come too late. You know, you're one nil down. Like like Carl says, you're one nil down. Just take on any off. You lose two, three nil. Do you know what? We're gonna finish ninth or tenth. Goal difference makes no difference. You may as well go for it. Um, and you know, I've got to watch Elneny literally take on a player to go backwards rather than passing the ball forwards, which. I honestly, I don't understand how someone's brain can work in that way. Um, but I, the other one is I just want to see more of Martinelli. I know he's being protect, protected to an extent because obviously Arteta doesn't want to kill him or whatever. But please, I just, you know, I think I can't. Who did he take Pepe off for? Smith Rowe, wasn't it? He yes. brought Pepe and. Oh, he brought Smith Rowe. Yeah. Smith Rowe and Legazette on for Pepe and. Odegaard. Odegaard. Yeah. And put Abamyang out. Well, I think I would have just taken Abamyang off and brought Martinelli on because Martinelli, I think, offers you more out wide just based on the fact that he's just energy. So, other than, you know, I, I just think Arteta's substitution, that, that would be my only, my, my main thing about him. And now that rant is over. And on Thursday, actually, um, Pepe and Martinelli, what do they both get, about 15 minutes? I'm not sure either of them would have t- touched the ball at all. I mean, certainly not Martinelli. It was just, it was so strange that we bought, bought them both on. It looked like, okay, we're going to give this a real go, try, try and get, take a lead into the next leg. But it's, God, it was, it was so strange that last fifteen minutes. Yeah, there was one point where he closed down. He, he, he actually closed the player down, and as he closed him down, he looked around, and no one had gone with him. No one had gone with him, and as he closed down, the ball just went to the side of him, and he just went. What's, what's going on? As if either he's misunderstood the, the uh, instructions or everyone else has. And I think it was he misunderstood because no one else, literally no one closed down. It was just like we're, we're seeing out of one all. Shame. Yeah, very strange. And I've, I think we all can all say that the, the performance on first day was really poor, but it has to be said that we could very easily be sitting here and with a three four one lead and us basically saying we're already through rest rest everyone for Thursday but Bamiang after that that great game against Leeds the other week just just di- disappeared again very gone though but disappointing for me sure for you as well I was going slightly mad on the on the sofa when he missed the first one because I, I actually I, I think I stood up at some point in disbelief that he missed it. It was I, that I did the yeah I I did actually celebrate for that. I thought oh mum definitely shouted mum mum thought it got in and then went has he missed? That was a real flashback to Olympiacos. That was. That was really painful. And Bellerin actually put a decent ball in. You know, they come round once a year, so you can't be wasting them like that. It did seem that as soon as we got that ball across, I don't know how he missed it. I don't think he knows how he missed it. I don't think anyone does. It wasn't wasn't our brightest hour, funny enough. I didn't think he should play. Madeline and I disagreed. Madeline was saying to me, he scored a hat trick, you can't drop him. I I I was less than convinced I would have probably stuck him on the bench, but that's Yeah, just... but I told you if I'd scored a hat trick on the Saturday or the Sunday or whatever it was, and then the coach had the audacity to drop me after scoring a hat trick, I think I'd wonder what the hell the point was. 
And then, yeah, can can see it from both point of views. There's two sides to it. I I I, I think Lacazette should have played. It, and, and funny enough, we were talking about Eddie earlier. You almost get the feeling that Lacazette's being frozen out a bit. I was just going to come on to that actually. Really strange. I think I I said to Madeline, he, he's not had the accolades that Smith Rowe and Saka have, and there's there's reasons for that. Obviously, them being much younger, but I think he has probably been our most important player during that run because he just held the team together and all, they're all saying how brilliant an influence he was on the team. But then not playing against Leeds, okay, makes sense. You're going to rest him for Thursday. Not playing against Thursday, okay, played well against Leeds. So I, if you're looking at it from Madeline's point of view, harsh to drop a Bamiang there. And then not playing against Man City, it just, uh, that's that's a strange one for me. I don't know if if any of you got got any theories or you with that you, if you think he's going. I think I, I, I think he's going, Carl. I think I think there's a few that are, he seems to be starting to draw lines under people, doesn't he? And say, well, that's that's it. Eddie seems to be yeah totally out of the picture now. Martinelli, Martinelli, he's starting to play up front as well. Interestingly, when he brings him on. Um, <clears throat> Obviously, uh, um, Lagger seems to be being frozen out. I think El Nenny will, will will be the next one to go that way. I was surprised actually at the the centre halves. I mean, the centre halves when we played Leeds. I don't know it was a while ago now, but when he when he took uh, moved, removed holding for Louise, I was surprised at that because I thought Louise was on his way out as well. But uh, I mean, and to be fair, Louise has been fine since. But nonetheless. Um, we're only a tackle away from uh, another red card there, aren't we? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think he's starting to sort of... He's planning partly for next season, I think. And certain players will be on their way, and that includes Eddie, who's only... I think this is last year, his contract is next year. And Lacazette, although they've probably... They've possibly got an option on both, because uh, we seem to be doing that a, a lot recently, getting an option for a further year. Stole that idea off of Spurs, I think. Spurs always do that, don't they? Have that extra option for a year. So, um, yeah, uh, good luck to them when they go. But uh, while they're here, I mean, like I said, it's been putting in some great performances. He had one off performance, and I can't even think it was against either Villa or, or Southampton in them six points I said we get. Um, Villa or um, not Southampton, Wolves, weren't it? Um, yeah, but apart from that, he's been he's been great. So it's a bit of a shame. And I, and I think the way he plays helps us in some of these games, Carl. Hundred percent. Yeah, def, definitely. I, I I mentioned that last time I was on about the, the ten yard passing. Yeah. With, with Smith Rowe and and and, and Saka and Xhaka. Uh the ten yard passing is there, and I still think that's main in the main. That's Smith Rowe, the introduction of Smith Rowe, but. Like I said, it was like a pleasure for him. All, all of a sudden, he's not getting his ball banged into his chest or his head from 40 yards from Louise because Louise has got no other option. You know, it's not Louise's fault necessarily. It's just that there's, there's there was no options, and now we've got these options. And uh, yeah, he's he's but he seems to be out of favour. But I'm not sure Aubameyang can play that role of coming short, knocking it back. In fact, he. He came okay. short three times, and, and one one in the first minute, he, he tried to pass back, and he went past the player who was trying to pass it to, to the Man City player. I think with Laka, he's got that, he plays that old, sort of under sort of 10s phrase of play the way you're facing, and Laka mm. is more than happy to do that, and is good at it. Yeah. Whereas Aubameyang, his instinct is to just turn turn towards the goal, and when he tries to hold it up and play the way he's facing, ultimately he's not good at it, and he's good at a lot of things, and that that isn't one of them, and he, and, he never and, has been. It's got nothing it, to it's quite, this year. It's quite strange because if you look at, so he did score a good hat trick against Leeds. No ifs buts maybe's, but you look at the way Leeds play, that they're, they're going to play a slightly more open game. City came out as like a steam train, but. They've got the two centre-halves are solid. You've got 
Fernandinho sitting in front, ready to kick anybody who comes in there half. You've got Cancelo, who's not shy at kicking people. So you, they're quite solid. Whereas Leeds will play a more open style. You look at Benfica, that they were just, they were sitting back, they're sitting back, they're sitting back. They're they're solid. That was how they were going to play defensively. And you you know, okay, occasionally you can knock a ball past someone and get past them. You're not going to do that with Stones and is it Diaz? Who, who, in fairness, is a good centre half. I mean, he's he's no slouch. He can. He can ping a ball 50 yards. He's nearly as good with his distribution as a goalkeeper. So, I, I don't know. It's he's, he's probably Lacazette's in that game yesterday. is probably a better bet. You also know you're not going to have a lot of the ball. Yeah, I think, of it. I think as well, the, the one that sticks out to me is when Aubameyang tried to knock it past John Stones and Stones easier like just brush him out of the way absolutely nothing wrong with it whatsoever just shoulder to shoulder but guy very embarrassing for a Bamiang. but just just final point on the game on Sunday from from me is that I think it's not nice to see but ultimately that is a very very good Man City side and not only are they a long way ahead of us they're a long way ahead of anyone else in the league and I don't think I think there's a lot of teams that are very closely matched, especially in the Champions League places. And to be honest, I don't think we're too far behind that. But I think everyone else is so far behind Man City at the minute. And obviously, Liverpool last couple of years have been right there, but they're they're having a bit of a nightmare at the minute for certain reasons. And it's not just the injuries that everyone claims they're having. Well, they are having, but it's not like make it seem that no one else has injuries. They haven't and had I think... that many injuries. Exactly. They haven't had that many injuries. They've had some injuries. They've had some centre-half injuries. Nothing that anyone else has got to deal with. Everyone else has got the same. And the difference is Man City are playing Diaz and Stones at the minute. If one of them got injured, they could put Laporte there. <laughs> it costs 60 million quid. So that is... That's, I think I saw a stat, City's bench was worth 350 million yesterday. So I, I did do some rough maths yesterday at dinner. I think their defence nearly equals the, their, so their defence the other day, nearly equals the entire price of our whole side. Yeah. They had one player who cost less than 30 million. We had three who cost over 30 million. So, yeah. and one of them touched the ball about four times. So, but quickly, just quickly going back to the Lacazette thing, I'm all for planning for the future. Yeah, good moves, look forward. What future is this? Because I'm not being funny. If we're going to get rid of Lacazette, we're going to get rid of Eddie. Yeah, fine. Balogun's nowhere to be seen, and I literally mean nowhere to be seen. How are we expecting to score goals next year. Aubameyang will, look, he's not having a great season. Aubameyang, yes, will always score goals in the right system. So unless you're putting your hopes and dreams onto Gabby Martinelli, who we actually can't put many more hopes and dreams on our youngsters before Bukayo Saka's shoulders can't take much more. What, because... We've got so many other positions we need to strengthen. Would you not sign Lacazette for another year and postpone the striker thing for a year? Because if I don't see a new right back at that football club, I will personally walk to the Emirates and do something about the situation. But I'm just... I'm sure that'll be something we can look forward to seeing on the news, Madeline. Yeah, it does seem strange to just not play your top scorer for three games, but we, we will see. Um, moving on, as usual, it's another two games this week. Um, hopefully we'll have that for a bit more, because we do still want to be in the Europa League, believe it or not. But yeah, um, that result has made it a very tricky game next week, and a game that is giving us sort of 
flashbacks to last year in the in the way we're going to play it. So, uh, how do we think? How, wait, let, I'll ask someone how you think we should play it, and then I'll ask someone else how we think we will play it because they're two very different things. Dad, first day, how should we play our home game in Greece? Well, I'd say I'd play Lacazette. I'd play Smith Rowe. I'd probably swap Pepe and Saka over from so that they're they're on the side that seems to work better for both of them. I'd probably play either Sabios or Odegaard playing a bit deeper. You got to play Xhaka. I'd play Cedric. I don't have a problem. The the two centre halves, it could be Mari, it could be Gabriel, it could be Holden, it could be Louise. Not sure. I mean, the only thing you think with Louise is there's always a mistake there. Is he desperate to score a goal against Benfica and show he's not celebrating so that he can go there? I've no idea. That's a bit cynical, isn't it? But. I wouldn't play Willie. I am. I think my friend, my friend at the bottom of my screen, gave me the best idea about him being on the pitch the other day. And I'll leave, I'll leave that with him to tell you what that comment was. But yeah, and I mean, you, you basically you've got to play Tierney, haven't you? So, so a few changes. He's just looking what I what he sent me. Right, Madeline, while Carl's doing that, how will we play on Thursday? Because as I say, it's a very different thing to how we should necessarily play. We'll probably play. I'm going to make an educated guess, having seen Thursday night's performance. Slightly similar to how we did against Olympiacos on that night where my feet got extremely cold. Don't know if I've ever mentioned that. Because we're going to be so paranoid about conceding an away goal and cancelling out all of our fantastic efforts from Thursday that, do you know what, we're going to defend and guess what, we'll probably lose to an away goal in our home ground that isn't our home ground, that is actually further away than our away fixture. Isn't that exciting? I can't wait. So, in conclusion, I reckon we'll probably play Aubameyang because it will be a case of, oh, we need to make sure his confidence stays high. But how anyone's confidence can stay high after they have literally missed that effort that I think Nana would have scored, even without her glasses on. And, sorry, I just needed to breathe there. I've no doubt I'll see the Spanish version of, what was he called at Liverpool? Alberto Moreno. Oh, Alberto Moreno Alberto was Moreno Spanish. Was Spanish man. <laughs> the second coming of Alberto Moreno, charging up the right-hand side to lose the ball on the edge of the box, to then jog back while one of Saka or Pepe does his defensive work for him. Smith Rowe will no doubt cover 27 kilometres of the pitch and at some point we'll probably concede to a goal that no one knows how we've conceded because it'll either come off David Luiz's backside so that he can get his transfer to Benfica or it will come off Rob Holding's ball dead. There you go. I thought we said we weren't doing predictions anymore. I'm never doing the predictions. That didn't count we ban, we We're not ban doing positive predictions. predictions. <laughs> we banned predictions after last time. Oh, so bad. I, I, and I've done that before, predictions. I, I banned myself years ago. And I, when I've done them, I thought, oh, I shouldn't have done that because I'm so. It always goes against me. And when Louise got sent off, I thought, well, it's my own fault. It's my fault he got sent off. And uh, everything went apart from there. But uh, yeah. I don't think I, I Smith Rowe's coming back in without a doubt. I think Odegaard will, will drop to the bench. I think he'll play Pepe and and um, Saka, but you never know. He, he always surprises me. I'd like to see Suarez playing at right back, Cedric playing at right back, but I don't think he will. I think he'll play. Um, I think he'll play um, Matten's mate. <laughs> Good old Hector. Um, and I think he'll probably play Aubameyang up front. But if anyone, I'd take him out the firing line and give him, a, give him some air. Play Lacazette. I'd like to see Lacazette play. Um, we'll see. 
and then from Thursday, hopefully we'll still be still have a season to have, enjoy basically. But then we'll have Leicester on Sunday, which is not only a tricky fixture at the minute, a fixture that we never play well in anyway, especially with Mr Vardy around. Yeah. Um, we that's a that's a, a way as well. So. Mind you, Leicester have also been like us in the fact they've actually been better away from home than they have. I mean, not that we've been great away from home. but Yeah, but Dad spent the whole season slacking off Harvey Barnes, so he's bound to score a hat-trick. Yeah, I must admit, I do as well. I, I, I've been a, I've not been his biggest fan, and I'm beginning to change my mind now. He's, I saw him the other day, and I thought he was excellent. He can't okay. even pass the ball without Dad showing, showing some form of abuse. Poor <laughs> lad, and I haven't quite worked out what he's done wrong yet. Yeah. Who, who was his dad? One. I don't know. Mr. Barnes. John. John. Oh, no, it wasn't John Barnes. <laughs> she nearly got me there. Bobby. Um, his dad played, didn't he? Did yeah. he really? I, his I dad was know. a striker, apparently. Oh, okay. Um, trying to think. Yeah. Trying to think back that far. I should. I could look online, but I can't be bothered. Paul Barnes. Paul Barnes. Paul. Yeah. No, he remember. played for a lot of teams. Oh, I remember Peter Barnes playing for City, but I was about to say he was the only one I could remember. Peter yeah. Barnes. Four hundred and eighty-eight yeah. games, one hundred and eighty-five goals. Did he play for, for for Worksop Colliery and teams like that, or? Notts County. Yep. The same. Stoke. That one. There you go, then. Huddersfield. Oh, York so City. He played with some decent teams. So good, good, good on him. Good luck, good on him. Uh, uh, actually, saying Stoke, they just reminded me going on about that Man City thing. They're 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 fouling as they, as teams break. It's exactly the same principle as Stoke, where they got a lot more leeway with the weight because of their style of play by referees than other teams would. And City have got that a similar sort of thing going on there. Well, that's their style of the play and has been for a long time. They seem to get away with things based on that, which is a bit odd. I was wondering how you were linking Stoke and Man City there, Carl. I was going for Liam Delaps coming through their academy and that was about where it ended. <laughs> there aren't many similarities in terms the of that absolutely blasted us the other day in the, in the reserve yeah. match, by all yeah. accounts. But yeah. we were down to 10 men within about two minutes. See, some things don't change. <laughs> no matter Teach him you know. early. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Louise David was playing for the reserves. Sort of name. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah that's... That Leicester match, will be a, that'll be a tough one. But I don't think they're... They're not unbeatable. You know, they're, they're, they're a really good, and they're a proper team, if you like. I want to, you yeah. know, really are a proper team. You know, there's no, okay, you, you know, you've got Madison, you've got Vardy, and you've got Barnes coming through. But you could say it about a number of their other players. Who's the fullback they've got playing now? I've forgotten his name then. Uh, they've got Pereira on the right. Justin or something like that. And they've yeah. got Justin's injured. Yeah, yeah Justin. He snapped his ACL. Who would do that? They've got Castagna on the left as well. They've got um, the young, some kid that's come through their academy who actually had a really good game against Villa, Thomas. Yeah. yeah. He had a really good game. Yeah. But he is really short. So if there's ever a day to put a ball into the air in the box, maybe maybe Leicester's... The, actually, no, Soyuncu's about eight foot tall. Never mind. Well, is, Johnny is, Evans is, can clearly play with one leg as he demonstrated <laughs> the other week. And let's be honest, Thomas is probably no, no smaller than Sterling. So, uh... And that... Yeah. I, I remember someone, Dad, I don't know if you can remember it, that said, We are not I don't want us to sign Johnny Evans, he'd be no good, blah blah blah. Is that not, me? Yep, yeah, that was you. Oh. I think me and you, Dad, said, Oh, we'd be quite happy with that. Yeah, but, but we no, someone you can't deny we that. all we you can't deny no one wanted us to sign stones apart from Dad. Dad went, Oh, that might be a good signing and me and you went, No, nah, we've got enough players that commit individual oh, errors already. I, I, I love John Stones, I think he's fantastic. Always I have, do now. I've always thought he was fantastic. I, when he was out of City side, so I was like, Oh come on, we can buy him, we can get him. He was the influence. It's last year of his contract they've signed him again, didn't they now, I think. But uh, oh dear, I would have loved that. Oh, I think he's great. Always have. Um 
I'm, I'm glad that you, well, hopefully, you never know with Southgate, but hopefully he'll be in the England team. He's playing far too well. And finally, he, just he put him next to Eric Dyer just to ruin your day, Carl. Oh, God. Just, just before we end, let's end on a bit of a positive note. 21st of May, we could, we will hopefully all be back at the Emirates watching us battle with our rivals, Brighton. Neil Warpay is going to get so, so much abuse and I can't to, wait. And we'll be trying to pit Aston Villa to ninth place on the last day of the season. That's got, got to be something to look forward to. <laughs> Oh dear, Brighton. Is that is that the last game of the season? That the, as well? Yeah, that that would be the one we could we could go and watch. Ten thousand. Ten thousand is that what it'll be? Yeah. Oh, I won't bother. I, I don't want to be a, a one in six. <laughs> I'll wait until uh, wait until next season. Hopefully, we'll all be uh, in a better place by then. Dad wants his picture. Yeah, we yeah, do but... need our picture. And this shirt is a really nice shirt. So if I don't get a photo in it after I've been pictured in those rank Puma shirts, I will not be impressed. You go to Spoons, can't you? You can go there and (laughs) go to Spoons, have a bite to eat and then go home afterwards. (laughs) Go down there for the day, watch the the match in a pub if the pubs are open by then. I might have to. That's probably not a bad shout, Carl. Better shout is uh, two pints of IBA, please. That's a better shout. (laughs) but yeah that's going to do it for us hopefully we'll have a better week next week i feel like i've said that a lot in these in these podcast episodes hopefully next week will be better but yeah we we do really need a a good one next week because otherwise it could be season over at the end of february which we're signing him are we season over i thought he was tied up to a long-term contract somewhere else (laughs) were he? (laughs) sorry (laughs) <laughs> but yeah thank you very much man and dad as usual for joining me you're welcome i think madeline's got some stuff off her chest which she needed to so that's good i don't see anyone i sit i've got no one to talk to <laughs> thanks again carl for coming on you're, you're, you're more than welcome thank you yep and thank you for listening we'll be back next week bye-bye <laughs>